A brand new episode of the Happy Productive Podcast is about to begin. It's time to be inspired by simple and actionable solutions for your business. If you're an established business owner or just laying down the first brick of your future empire, the mantra is the same. We will flip any failure into a positive and use it to our advantage. This show is all about turning cold into diamonds. With the right plan and mindset, anything is possible. And your host, Jennifer Dawn, business coach and founder of The Best Planner Ever, will help you to achieve your ambitious goals. Success is closer than you think. Now, here's Jennifer Dawn. Okay, welcome, welcome. Hello, I'm Jennifer Dawn, business coach and founder of The Best Planner Ever. Welcome to the Happy Productive Podcast, your go-to resource for learning how to bring awareness into your productivity, your goals, and your time management practices so that you can set yourself up each and every day for as much love and happiness and joy as you can possibly handle. Today, I am so excited, you guys, because we're going to have our very first ever guest on the <laughs> podcast, and she Yay! is a powerhouse, the 2019 Exceptional Women of Color honoree. She's a fitness Olympian, survivor of domestic violence, a globally recognized women's health and personal development expert. She's an author. She's a veteran. She's a speaker. She's also the CEO of Empowered Coaching, uh, Miss Letitia Action Jackson. Welcome. <laughs> Thank you so much for having me. I, I really cannot wait for us to have this conversation. So excited. Me too. It's a, it's a very necessary conversation. And Letitia is so awesome, you guys. Um, she's been featured in over 30 health and personal development magazines. And today she's here with us. So I am so honored. And I have to say that part of what drew me to her is that I went to your website and I saw that you were a survivor of domestic violence. And I too um, had a marriage um, that was definitely a violent situation. And I went through that as well. And it's not something, I'll be honest, that I talk about that often because it was a really dark period of my life. And if any of you have ever been in an abusive relationship, there's a lot of guilt and a lot of shame that goes along with it where you don't want to talk about it. And so when I saw this like beautiful, powerful woman sharing her experience, I was just super inspired to bring you on and to talk about our power. Because in an abusive relationship, really what's happened is we've completely lost our power. And so you, you can't be, you know, happy, productive. That's our podcast topic, you know, happy productivity. So we're producing happiness in our lives. And you can't be happy, productive if you have either given away your power or you've lost your power. And so power is our topic today. And that's what we're going to be diving into. And Letitia, I know you're the perfect person <laughs> to uh, talk about this topic with. Yeah. Yeah, I, I love it. And I will have to tell you, first of all, thank you for sharing your own experience with domestic violence. One of the things that I realized after I had gone through my experience with domestic violence, I went through a period of anger. I went through a period of depression, anxiety, and I, I felt ashamed. You know, how is it possible? I'm highly educated. I've been in every magazine around the world, Oxygen Magazine, Muscle and Fitness Hers. I've been on TV, uh, NBC News, Fox 40. I have degrees. So the list goes on and on and on. So there was a constant narrative of, of who I was. 
and who I thought I was. Mm -hmm. And the reality was outside of my titles, outside of my awards, outside of my accolades, I was a broken individual. I was mm -hmm. a broken woman. And I met a man who gave me something that I had not taken time to give myself. I needed to be loved so badly mm -hmm. that even though I saw the signs of an abusive man, I married him anyways, and I almost lost my life as a result. Mm -hmm. And I think what's so sad is that so many of us as entrepreneurs, as quote unquote successful women, we bury those stories because how dare I tell someone that I've been through this? How will they perceive me? Will I lose my influence? And here's the reality. There's no power behind silence. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, and when we talk about a woman's power and before you and I came on, one of the reasons why I named my coaching academy Empowerment, which starts with the letter N, I realized that I and my, myself and so many other women that I had encountered were mm -hmm. looking for outside validations to walk and live in their power. Mm. No one gives a woman her power. It is something she's innately born with. Right, right. And so um, this whole conversation about power has nothing to do with the outside, but it's about the inside, the empowerment. Yes. Oh my goodness. I love that so much. And you're so right. When I married, it was actually my second marriage. And when I came into that marriage, I too, I was broken and I was a survivor of sexual abuse from my father from a very early age. And I really spent my entire life just saying, you know, it didn't hurt me. I'm okay. And, you know, suck it up and get back to work. And yeah. I was very successful in the business world. And the business world for me was an area of my life I could control. I felt comfortable and like I could control that even though that intimate that those intimate relationships in my life felt very much out of control and I was very broken in these areas and it was it was that that um abusive relationship that I say it took me to my lowest low but it also really required me to rebuild myself like there were things that I had to heal and it just became so glaringly obvious in that relationship that I was the one who, yeah. you know, allowed an abusive person into my life, into my children's lives. It, it's on me. I did that because of the, the parts inside me that were broken. But I'm also grateful in some ways because it did. It shifted me and it put me on a path. And I, I wouldn't be where I am at today. But um, it was really, really hard to kind of like figure that out and kind of reclaim my power and even just finding the strength to get out of that relationship and yeah. really end it was really, really hard. And so I would love it if you would just tell us a little bit, because you said you saw the signs of an abusive man. Yeah. I saw the signs of an abusive man too, and I completely ignored them and I married yes. him anyway. And then because I was so um, ashamed, you know, like what I had done and I didn't want to admit I was wrong. Um, I stayed in the relationship far too long. And so tell us a little bit about those signs. Like what did right. you see, right? That you chose to ignore. I chose to ignore, but what, what were some of those signs that you saw? Yeah. I, I first need to address that, you know, often when I'm interviewed, people will say to me, um, do you think most women see the signs? And, and my question or my response to that is absolutely. And I also ask, I, I, I take it even further and I say, the question you really need to ask women is, why is it when you saw the signs, you did not leave? Mm -hmm. And to answer that question, it's multi-factored, it's multi-layered. For me, I grew up in a household where my parents got divorced. And when my father left, I was around 13 years old. 
as a 13 year old daughter who had not developed cognitively, when my father left, um, I, I took it upon myself to say, there must be something wrong with me. Mm-hmm. And so as I developed as a teen, and as I developed into my, my, my 20s, I grew up seeing a mother who had a man leave her, and then she went on this quest to find another man to love her. My mother did not do the internal work. And so I learned that being loved meant having a man there, irregardless mm-hmm. of how he treated you. So I got into my teens, into my 20s, and when I began to date, I noticed some very unhealthy habits. I was very codependent. Mm-hmm. And I found myself being attracted to men who wanted to control me. And so at first I would get into these relationships and I was so broken. I needed to be loved so badly. They would call me 10, 12 times a day. Where are you? Um, <laughs> who are you talking to? Why are you wearing that? Where are you going? And in my broken, frail mind and in my broken, frail heart, I thought, wow, this is love. My right. father was never there these men are paying me this attention inside of the depths of my soul. I knew it wasn't right, but you have to remember wherever there's an ache and a pain, we will take anything that will soothe that pain. Mm-hmm. And so yeah. that was my patterns in my twenties. And at 29, I met my ex-husband at the gym, my favorite, favorite place in the world as an athlete. And he was very charismatic. He was very attentive and his attention drew me to him. Mm-hmm. So as we began to get to know each other outside of the gym, the same thing, the excessive calls, where are you? Why are you talking to this person? And I saw all of these signs and he asked me to marry him and I agreed. Mm-hmm. I put it in the back of my mind. I was like, yeah, I see these signs, but the wedding invitations have gone out, but <laughs> I have someone to say he's mine but I don't want to be ashamed of, of, of canceling a wedding. So some of the signs are isolation. My ex-husband never wanted me around other people. Mm-hmm. The other sign is verbal abuse. Mm-hmm. He would say things to me like, well, you made me angry. Mm-hmm. So verbal abuse, emotional abuse, you know, if you didn't wear that, men wouldn't look at you. And what's so dangerous is I knew I was not doing things that he was accusing me of, but he had so many accusations, I started to believe them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yeah. so I realized one night in particular, we were at the gym and this kind of ended it all. We got in an argument because a man asked me to work in on the machine I was working in. And my husband went into a, a fit of rage, called me B-I-T-C-H's, whores, every horrible name in the book. And I told him, I said, your mother did not raise you to be like that. You are not a man. And he was enraged. I told him that. And I can remember hanging clothes up in my closet and I went to turn around and he put his hands around my neck and he tried to kill me. He was in such a rage. So the signs are numerous, but they're, they're often common. The isolation is really one of the most common, removing you from your support system, removing you from having girls night out, removing Mm -hmm. you from having friends with the opposite sex. 
and even the excessive calls. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And, and the, the verbal abuse, I think that's a really important one because, um, you know, I was not being physically beaten, but there was a lot of verbal abuse that just little, you know, tearing you down, tearing you yep. down, tearing you down. And that really, it, it does, it just steals your power and it puts you kind of in this small place. Um, the only the only word I could ever use to describe what happened was a mind f u. <laughs> yeah, that was the yeah. really only good word, best descriptive word I could ever find because it was just it changes your thinking, it changes your mind. Um, mm -hmm. You see things in a completely different perspective when you have somebody who is so um, adept at bringing you down, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and that's where a lot of those limiting self-beliefs happen. Mm -hmm. When I was working heavily in my business with women's health, one of the things that I always, I never saw an overweight woman as an overweight woman. I always saw an overweight woman with unresolved issues. Meaning when I was sit and actually get to the root of why the weight came on mm -hmm. or how the weight came on, I would say probably 80 out of 100% of the women I work with has some type of verbal abuse growing up. I have a really good friend of mine. She's absolutely beautiful. But her father would tell her, you have a beautiful face. You'd be pretty if you lost weight. Yeah. yeah so so the, the, the self-limiting beliefs, it kind of, well, if, if, if you look this way, you'd be better. Or mm -hmm. you're really not as smart as you think you are or you're, you're really not that attractive. Now you may be an absolutely beautiful woman. I think I'm highly beautiful, but he would say things to me like, oh, you think every man wants you, don't you? Right. And I'm like, no, I didn't say that. Well, why are these men looking at you? What did you do? And I'm like, wait a minute, I'm not in control of a right. man looking at me. And so unconsciously I started dressing different. Unconsciously I started maybe not doing my hair and makeup when I go to the gym, he's like, well, you're not wearing that. It's workout clothes and I'm wearing this. He's like, well, he used to tell me you are my property and you don't get to wear that. And so it was a constant forward back and forth yeah, with him yeah, because yeah. I have a very strong personality and he couldn't break me. So it was repetitive. It was, right. he had to shoot me down and yeah, you're fit, but men only look at you for your body. And I'm like, yeah. And Terrible. so I was smart enough to realize that what I was in was not healthy. Yeah. So let's just talk a tiny bit about the difference, right? Because when mm -hmm. I used to think about power and we have our power, I used mm -hmm. to think that that meant like we're in control and, you know, maybe we're domineering or we're super in charge. And um, there was a part of me that was just like, I don't want to be that way. I don't want to come off as aggressive. I don't want to come off as, you know, a jerk or anything like that. Mm -hmm. But I've since, of course, learned that our personal power is actually something very, very different. And so I'd love for you to just talk a little bit about the difference between our real power of ourselves versus this kind of controlling abusive behavior. Mm -hmm. I think the tragedy behind the word power is that so often, especially for women, that word within itself, one, has been overutilized, two, has not been clearly defined, and three, has been gender-based. Yeah. And so the difference between, to me, my definition of power is self-control. Mm -hmm. So whether a woman is a CEO, whether she is an entrepreneur, whether she's a mom, 
true power comes from being able to self-control and self-regulate yourself. Mm -hmm. And when we think of people say, well, she's a powerful woman, typically what they're saying is, well, she's controlling the environment. She's controlling the atmosphere. She's controlling the narrative. I almost relate power to confidence. A confident woman never has to tell you she's confident. Mm -hmm. She operates from an internal knowing of her confidence. And when a woman has to tell you, I'm a powerful woman, she really doesn't understand power. Mm -hmm. Power is about making decisions for yourself. Power is about, is this, is this healthy for me? Is this healthy for the people I'm leading? Power is not about standing before a room of people and demanding a, a task be done or demanding someone to change their thought of what you're trying to get them to change. Power is an internal narrative. Mm -hmm. And every woman must cultivate what power means to her. To some women, power may be quitting that job that, that underpays her and starting her own business. Mm -hmm. To some people, power may be raising children that have faith in God. Power mm -hmm. needs to look different for every woman. For me, power meant getting out of depression, getting out of uh, anxiety and um, reframing my mind to see myself the way God saw me. Mm -hmm. Power to me meant going back to my creator and, and learning to undo all of the negative things that have been spoken over me. Power was looking at myself and being accountable for the roles that I played in any adverse situation. So I guess what I'm getting at is that women need to step back and really ask themselves, how do I define power? Mm -hmm. Because Absolutely. if you don't have a definition of power, the world will hand you over a definition and then expect you to live up to it. Exactly. I think that's, that's so great. And I love what you said about the ability to make a decision. That's really where power comes from because you can yes. decide if you're going to be aggressive, overbearing, abusive, you can decide yeah. if you're going to be controlling or you can decide not to be, <laughs> you know, it's that ability to make decisions and it comes back to that same ability to make decisions when it comes to your goals, um, the kinds yep. of relationships that you want to have. Um, this is happy productivity. So the time, like where your time is going to go every day, who you're going to spend it with, what you're going to spend that's that right. time doing. That's like, right. I really believe like that's where our power comes from because we yep. can choose to spend it with somebody who tears us down or is it that's right. us, right? Or that's we can right. choose to leave and we can choose to do something different. And that to me is power. It, it isn't this, you know, woohoo, look at me in front of the whole room, boss and everybody around. No. That's no. <laughs> not it. But I, I, I like to live there for a minute because that's important that we discuss that. If, if, if we believe power as women is bossing someone around, I've read so many different articles. Women are afraid to be powerful because the definition of power has been skewed. Mm -hmm. Even when you look at women that are quote unquote in power, other women have a tendency to say, well, she's a B-I-T-C-H. Mm -hmm. And you're like, but why, why is she perceived that way? And here's the reality is that women for a very long time, and we, we didn't even get the chance to vote until 19th Amendment, right? Mm -hmm. So women are still trying to accept the power within themselves. Yeah. If we're really honest, women don't see themselves as powerful because they're looking for it around them instead of within them. Right. And right. so every woman is powerful, mm -hmm. but she has to understand herself. And I used to hear all the time, fake it until you make it. 
I'm like, if you tell another woman to fake it until she makes it, I'm going to scream. What we really <laughs> should start saying is confront it until you change it. Yeah, I agree. And you do have the power of choice. I had the power to leave my ex-husband or I had the power to stay, but then we have to dissect it a little bit further. If you feel powerless, what took your power away? Mm -hmm. Or who did you give your power to? Yeah, I love that. And so let's go there a little bit more because that's yeah. so good. So let's say you're in a situation and anybody who might be listening right now, you might be in a situation where you feel like you've given up your power or given it mm -hmm. to somebody else and you want to get it back, but maybe you're just not quite sure how. This is something you had to discover. I had to discover um, how to take my power back. And I don't know about you, but for me, it was not easy. It wasn't like one no. day I woke up and was like, hey, I'm all fixed now. It was <laughs> It was years in the making and a lot of therapy and energy work and just healing and, yeah. and a lot of setting my intention to be like, you know what, I'm going to, I'm going to heal myself I'm, and I'm going to do whatever work I have to do to heal myself, to get in a good place. Um, so it was, it was years. I mean, even just learning for me how to set boundaries was painful. Yeah. <laughs> like I was yeah. terrible at setting boundaries because like you growing up, I was taught a man's needs come first. My mother knew I was being abused, did nothing about it. Very mm -hmm. toxic person to this day doesn't take any responsibility for anything. And so mm -hmm. I learned from a very early age, the way I survived was by keeping him happy and whatever wow. that meant. Right. And so yeah. growing up though, as an adult, you carry this into adulthood. And when you, you know, when you're in a relationship where my job is to please him, you, you basically, you give all your power away, but I didn't yeah. understand that. I never understood how that all worked until really only probably the last, you know, seven or eight years of my life. Um, so when you're in a situation like this and you want to start this process, you, you know, in your heart, you've given away your power, you want to get it back. What, what would you suggest? Like, where would somebody start who wants to take back their power? You have to start with being honest with yourself. Mm -hmm. And, you know, when I came out of my marriage, I had to look myself in the mirror and say, you don't love yourself. You don't, you don't respect yourself you don't know what love really is. Mm -hmm. And so being able to get honest with yourself is the hardest thing you will ever have to do because oftentimes inside of our pain, inside of our confusion, inside of our disappointment, sometimes we are not willing to be honest with ourselves. We create facades. We create mm -hmm. personas of who the world thinks we are but when we're alone, we understand that who we think we are and who the world thinks we are is in conflict with who we really are. Mm -hmm. And sometimes you have to be brave enough and courageous enough to sit in that discomfort and confront it. Mm -hmm. If you are in a relationship where you're not thriving and that person is using their words to harm you and you feel that within the depths of your soul, you have to be honest with yourself and say, why am I here? Yeah. If you're working at a job, and I've worked in corporate America before I started my own business, I have every degree but a PhD. My resume is a football field long, but I found myself in positions where I was overqualified and underpaid. I took myself to those positions because I didn't see my own value. Yeah. And in order for me to stop repeating those patterns, I had to say, Letitia, you don't value yourself. Mm -hmm. How do you expect to get value out of other people if you first don't see within yourself? You mm -hmm. are totally amazing, girl. 
And I had to have these conversations yeah. with myself and I had to go back and confirm how amazing I was through the work that I've done, through every, every woman, every girl that I've helped. But I had to believe it so deep within the depths of my soul that if no one ever told me again, I was amazing, I'm enough for myself. Yeah. Oh, I love that so much. You, you're, you're, you hit the nail right on the head with being honest and yes. how difficult that can be to really and truly be honest with yourself because you and I both, <laughs> we saw the signs of an abusive yep. relationship and we married the, the guys anyway, Anyways, right? Yep. Because we did yep. we made a choice and we chose to ignore those signs. We chose right, not to be aware. Um, and, and that's part of why I started this podcast was be about bringing awareness right into our daily life so that we could make the most powerful decisions that we can make. Um, and self-care is such a big part of that. I never took care of myself. I was always um, taking care of a husband. I was taking care of clients. I was taking care of my children. And then yeah. I was like way, way last on the list. And then I always felt like I, a guilty, right? I was just like, I shouldn't really be taking care of me. I should make sure that everybody else's needs are met. And if you are in this place, you know that the whole dang day gets taken up by taking care of everybody else. And at the end of the day, there isn't any time left for yourself. And if you do manage to carve a little out, it's like, ah, oh, it's like you almost feel guilty. And it's a terrible, terrible place to be. And so I agree with you 100%. I think this is a big first step in, in regaining your power is to start loving yourself putting yourself yes. first, um, loving yourself, doing what you need to do for you, whether it's, mm -hmm. you know, going to bed early and getting some extra sleep, you know, getting off right. social media because, you That's know, right. it, it doesn't make you feel good or, you know, eating a little bit better or getting some exercise, some movement, like whatever it is. And it's mm -hmm. funny because when I created my planner, best planner ever, and if you've ever seen the planner, it's a full daily planning page, but I have a whole section on there for health care, um, self-care. And yeah. I put it on there because I was not doing my self-care. And I'm like, look, when I sit down to plan my day, you know, as a professional woman, like I can, I can rock it in my business all day long. That's so easy for me, but to take time out and to put my self-care as a top priority, that was really hard. But I found that that's what helped me really get that power back and learn how to set boundaries and be an even more powerful woman was bringing it front and center and going, you know what, this is my whole life. And a piece of that is going to have to be self-care or I'm not really good to anybody else that I love and want to take care of. Yeah. It really amazes me. Um, we're launching a uh, DIY program this month called um, Empower to the Next Level. And it's a six week online program. The very first module is entitled overworked, overwhelmed, and overcommitted. Mm -hmm. And we really have women step back and say, where are the areas of your life that you are one overwhelmed with, overcommitted with, and you're just totally out of balance. And a lot of women have been bought into this, this narrative and this social framework of having it all, leaning, leaning in to have it all, we're super women, I'm like, that is baloney. You cannot have it all. You can't lean into it all. You can choose what's important to you. Yeah. You can identify the why behind what you're doing. Are you doing this side hustle so you can say you're a boss? Like, I don't even know what that means anymore. Or are you doing this side hustle because it's going to lead you to full-time entrepreneurship because right. you want the freedom to bring in the economic st stability that you want? 
are you doing these things because it drives what makes you feel good in here or are you driven by external great job or, or do you want your instagram page to be curated to look like you have it going on i am so over that i get phone calls all the time i get invitations if it does not align with my morals my values and my mission for my life and my business the answer is no and i don't even give an explanation i may say no thank you yeah if yeah. that because there came a time where i found myself in rooms whether it was doing a workshop or a uh, keynote speech and i wasn't getting paid nearly as much as i'm worth mm -hmm. and i had to step back and said Letitia, you are overwhelmed for one because you are still underselling yourself mm -hmm. and it starts with sitting back and literally listing out where in these areas are we overwhelmed overcommitted, and overworked and being honest and mm -hmm. then asking yourself why are you there mm -hmm. like why am i showing up to another free event i don't do free i'm an expert i've written 13 <laughs> books That's i right. don't do free right <laughs> <laughs> you know so I, I think it's always about checking back in with yourself on a daily basis and yeah. when you find yourself in environments i love to be where in places where i can thrive i have a yeah. lot of energy I am spunky, I am assertive, I am that girl. When I walk in a room, I know why I'm there. I wanna meet everybody. But then I've walked into rooms where I'm like, I don't feel my energy can be free here. And that yeah. overwhelms me. And so yeah. women need to stop and just say, who am I and where do I thrive? And where do I go where I feel the most powerful inside of myself? Yeah, yeah, I love that so much. And I love hearing, um, a beautiful, powerful, strong woman who's written 13 books go, wait a second, I don't do free and I'm doing free, right? And I don't know, there's just something, I, I appreciate you so much for being so vulnerable yeah. because my yeah. hope is that some other woman out there is gonna hear this and go, wait a second, I, I, I'm doing free and I don't need to be doing free, right? None yes. of us need to be doing yeah. free. Yes. And yeah. I just, I love that because you sometimes we bring this like false, sense of identity where we think other people have all got it figured out and we're the only ones who are broken mm -hmm. and no, it's not no. true at all and so to hear you talk about this it's like yes yes right and 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 you changed it you made a different choice you took back your power yeah. you said wait i don't do free and you stopped doing free yeah. and i think that that's really how you get your power back is by a different choice a different right. decision one right. at a time one at a time absolutely but and you know what's so funny like we can run around a track with this all day but we are always going to go back to the starting point of knowing who you are knowing your own value and i i work with a lot of young girls and it, it saddens me because we live in a world where women are taught that their values based on how they look Right. Um, their values based on their education. I have a lot of degrees, but when I separated my what from my who, I found myself even more powerful. You yeah. can strip every degree you want to from me. The knowledge is in my mind. Mm -hmm. You can't take what I earned in my mind. I have utilized this stuff to help other women. That's power because you can't take it from me. I did the inner work. Whatever we do as women from the inside, no one can come and take it. That's right. That's right. Point blank, period. So yeah. if you don't want my products and services, it's not a personalization attack on me. Maybe it's just not what you need right now. I know I offer value and I always tell myself whatever a person decides in business, 
it is not a direct correlation of who you are. Stay at your yeah. core. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, so powerful. I yeah. could talk to you all Yay! day long. <laughs> and I hope to everyone listening that they hear this and they are inspired to do yeah. something. If you're in any kind of a situation where, um, and, I, and I'll tell you, even today with all the work I've done, I'm in a great place, but there are times when even now I still have to remind myself to set a boundary or yeah. today I was like, I was really pressed for time and I wasn't going to do my yoga. And I was like, no, you're getting your ass on the mat and you're going to do your yoga. You know, I'm I, cut proud it, of you. I, I cut it short five minutes, but I was like, I can live with that. And That's there's, right. there's even times, you know, even when we're in a good place that we still have to come back and we still have to remember these things and we still have to kind of, you know, grab that power and go, wait a second, I'm not going That's back right. down that road. So That's right. I really hope whoever's listening will take this and use this and know wherever you are, you you always have a choice. You always yes. have a choice. And I really want to chime in on that. That's so important because power is not a destination. Mm -hmm. They're there. And I think women have that confused. I think so many women are striving to get to a place. Yeah. Power is a place of existence. Yeah. And that place of existence looks different. Like I just got remarried. Um, and I have an amazing husband. He is, he's supportive. He's encouraging. He's loving. He's kind. He's all the things I've always desired and deserved, but I had to work on myself in order to attract him to me. Right. And even now at 42 and recently married, I'm redefining what power looks like now. And so I, yeah. what I'm saying is allow yourself to grow your definition of power, allow yourself to evolve as the world around you involved evolves and be okay with saying no to things that no longer fit you. At yeah. 42, what fit me at 40 doesn't fit. And I yeah. struggled with that for a while. I've even told my husband the other day, I'm still adjusting to being a wife. Like sometimes I look at him, I'm like, did we get married? <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Wait, are you, did we do that? <laughs> yeah. And now it's like, well, what does power look like to me being a wife? And that's yeah. making sure that my husband thrives as I thrive and he yeah. grows as I grow. So it's, Give yourself the permission to expand your definition of power as you evolve. Oh, I love it. Those are perfect yeah. words to end on. I love that. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> That's so perfect. Thank you so much. Letitia, tell everybody where they can find you. Absolutely. You can go to our website at empoweredcoaching.com. And that is the letter N. You can find us on uh, Instagram at empoweredcoachingacademy. Facebook at Empower Coaching Academy. And we just started a brand new um, YouTube channel that we'll be posting content this month at Empower Coaching Academy. Oh, so fantastic. I encourage everybody to go check out Letitia. She is a super powerhouse. And I have no Thank doubt you. that all her products and services are jam packed with value. <laughs> <laughs> no thank you so whatever. much for having me. Yeah, you're so welcome. And thank you so much for being here. All right, you guys, I really hope that you took some valuable stuff. So many great things from the, from the podcast today. I would encourage you to just even just pick one thing, just pick one area where you're going to take some action, take back your power um, so that you can, you know, get out there and live your most happy, productive day. Yay. All right. Thanks everybody. <laughs> Bye. Bye. <laughs> I hope you found today's episode of the Happy Productive Podcast inspiring. Every successful business is formed by a set of small, consistent, and attainable steps. Visit us at jenniferdawncoaching.com to take your next step and learn how to meet your business goals. 
On the website, you'll find free resources along with the links to the life-changing coaching programs that have transformed the personal lives of so many of Jennifer's clients. Many of them started their journey by listening to this podcast. Thank you for listening and stay tuned for our next episode. This is the She Leads Podcast Network.